Hey, it's Ryan. This is the last episode Carl and I are doing before taking a break from podcasting. Carl is moving on to a full-time gig in radio, but is still helping us out here at Bell Press. So we're going to step back, feel things out, and look at tweaking the news bell. Thank you all so much for listening, and enjoy this show. This is The News Bell, a podcast about the top stories in Baron Shatek and around Northwest Wisconsin. I'm Ryan Urban, and this is a special episode because I am going to be interviewing none other than my co-host, Carl Cooley. This is episode number 31 of The News Bell. Carl, how's it going? I've been good. I'm a little bit sad, though, for myself and our listeners that this is our last show for a while. You know, it's been a lot of fun and hopefully very informative for our listeners. Yeah, I think it has. But first, I'll look at some of this week's headlines and upcoming events in the area. Carl, why don't you lead us off with some Shatek headlines? Finally, after 31 episodes, I get to go first. <laughs> the Shatek Fire District has been reorganized to bring the board into alignment with the Fire District's original articles agreement between the town of Shatek and city of Shatek. The alert has the first in a four-part series on the Shatek Chain of Lakes. Alex Smith from the DNR talks about algae blooms. Nearly 33,000 wildlife fingerlings were stocked into the Shatek Chain. And we have our first byline story from the alert's new features reporter. It's a story on a new cabin caretaking business, Keepers of Your Cabin, written by our writer, Jim Babbitt. Okay, great. And here's some headlines from this week's News Shield. New COVID-19 cases finally dropped off last week after several weeks of steady increases in Barron County. But the spread of the virus is still high, with 262 new cases reported by Barron County Public Health. Those eligible to receive a booster dose of the vaccine can do so at a drive through clinic at Barron Electric on Wednesday, October 13th. From 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the clinic is free and no pre-registration is needed. And also, everyone is encouraged to get their flu shot this fall. Two people died of suspected drug overdoses in Rice Lake last week. A 36-year-old female was found unresponsive on Thursday, September 30th. She was declared deceased after life-saving measures were unsuccessful. On Friday, October 1st, a 40-year-old male was found dead in the same neighborhood. Autopsies will be performed, and police are still inve investigating the deaths. And Barron County Cheese is closing its retail store at the end of October. Bad news for locals, but it's good news for the company. The retail space will be converted for processing of online orders of the company's Cheese Brothers products which have skyrocketed during the pandemic. And I have to say, I am a little disappointed about the cheese store closing. Uh, I've been a pretty frequent customer there because they have chocolate shop ice cream and a lot of tasty cheeses besides. Uh, but it is cool that their online business is doing so well. Have you ever met a cheese you could not say yes to? No, I have, I have not. Craft <laughs> Singles. Gave those up a long time ago. long time ago. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as far as local events, uh, there's not a whole lot, but here's what we got. There are some blood drives coming up in Chitek Thursday from 1.30 to 6.30 p.m. at the uh, the center, the senior center in Chitek. 
and there'll be a blow drive in Bloomer Monday, October 18th from 11.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. at Pines Ballroom on County Highway S near Bloomer. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, with Carl in the hot seat on the News Bell, sponsored by Charter Bank. Where you bank matters. I'm Justin. And I'm Michaela, and we're customers of Charter Bank. We have the Young Investors account, and we started that for Mara um, pretty much as soon as she was born. Um, whether she uses it, you know, to go to college, um, what a great way to start saving. So our first account that we opened was the Premium Rewards Checking. Uh, we were really attracted to it just because of the high interest rate. Now we get to bring Mara in, and it's kind of a continued connection. Learn more at charterbank.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Carl. Thanks for listening to the News Bell, sponsored by Charter Bank. We've put out this podcast to keep you informed of what's happening in our communities with the same quality, honesty, and thorough reporting found in our papers. Ryan here. It's hard to read the paper while you're on a fall colors tour, but listening to a podcast is perfect. So if you're enjoying the program, consider getting a subscription. Online subscriptions for the Bear News Shield and the Shatek Alert run about $30 for a year. Or if you just want this week's paper, it's a buck and a quarter at the newsstand. That's cheaper than a caramel apple. And if you would like to hear your ad spot on our show, contact Jim Moran at the Shatek Alert at J-M-O-R-A-N at theshatekalert.com. Welcome back to the News Bell, sponsored by Charter Bank. Uh, seeing that this is our last podcast for a while and Carl is moving on to a new job, uh, I thought we should do a little exit interview. Are you ready for a few questions, Carl? Sure. Give me your uh, best shot. Well, uh, anytime I interview anybody, I, I usually like to start at the beginning. So Good place to start. Yeah. So what brought you to the alert, Carl? Uh, I started in 2013, March of 2013. I think it was March 5th or 6th. Uh, but it brought me here because, well, I'm from the area, and I moved back. After uh, after college, after working down at a small radio station that is now defunct uh, in Iowa, and so I was back home looking for something to do, and my mom, I think, found an ad for uh, the position in <laughs> the chronotype of all places, huh. uh, applied for the job, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Um, I remember, uh, of course, backstory, I was at The Alert uh, prior to Carl, he mm -hmm. took over for me when I left uh, to go to work at the Rice Lake Chronotype. And yeah, I remember uh, when you first came in the office introducing yourself and didn't think much of you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it like I don't mean it like that, but I you know didn't think much of it. But I think we kind of connected later and became uh, friends and yep. colleagues again. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a good run. Uh, what is what are some of your favorite parts about uh, being a community news reporter? There's a lot to say, quite honestly, about that. Um, you know, you're always you're always talking with people and interacting with them, and you're kind of an important part of the community, which no one really thinks about a lot, but um, you know, or, or really ever recognizes too much, which is fine by me. I'm not there for any you know uh, glory or glam, but as much as being a newspaper editor has glory or glam. 
but um you know it's it's you get to meet a bunch of interesting people and you're always kind of on the scene for anything that's going on and um and that's the fun part about it you know sometimes people don't always want to tell you everything and it can be hard getting information out of people but you know it's fun telling the fun stories the heartwarming stories um and and just kind of telling telling the community story right yeah that reminds me of uh I think when you were first kind of new to the job and everything, and we were friends, uh, we would meet up on Wednesday evenings, right? And we would mm-hmm. uh, trade papers. And yeah, you were at the uh, Chronotype at the time, right? You know, our, our competing paper, and so we'd kind of see who got the scoop on whoever, and yeah, and, talk uh, shop, talk trash, have yep. a have a have a beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun, and I remember during that time what really struck me about you was that you always were very willing to introduce yourself to somebody, to a stranger, say who you were and just start talking. And I was impressed by that because that is something I was not very good at and probably still am not all that great at. I think people really connect with you. Uh, you're, you're good at breaking the ice and getting people at ease and getting uh, getting a story. <laughs> Oh wow! Well, thanks. That's that's quite a quite a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, I I don't know if I'm good at that anymore. Uh, the pandemic, you know, everyone kind of shut away and and kind of I yeah. learned how to enjoy being by myself too much. I think you know. <laughs> yeah. On that note, uh, what parts of the job are you not going to miss? The the deadlines, the uh, the people who get angry about things for whatever reason. Um, you know, it, it's it's a small paper, like any small town paper. You know, you're doing a lot of different duties. So there's late night meetings, you know, on odd days of the week. There's community events, which as much fun as they're to go to, you still have to go to them at some point. You and know, work. And work, you know, and, and it's fun. But at the same time, you know, when, when your friend's like, hey, I'm going to be on the boat today. You want to come along? And you're like, yeah, I would. But, you know, I got to be on the opposite side of the county doing this instead. You know, sometimes that can kind of stink, but it's a part of the job. And, you know, there will always be other lake days or whatever, but, uh, you know, there's always, it's always that one day you have to be there for, for that event. On th- on that note, back to some favorites, uh, do you have a favorite story article you've written? It's hard to say uh, which one exactly, because there's, you know, so many of them. And, I, you know, I had a, a stack of stories that were my favorites that I had in a folder on my desk, but I forgot to look at it before I came here. But you know, a lot of the ones are like the veteran stories, um, talking about their service and and what they've done is always is very meaningful to do. Um, I know that uh, as much as I dreaded doing stories of love, I know that those are very meaningful ones too. Mm-hmm. The the uh, Valentine's Day one where we talked to couples who had been married, you know, fifty, sixty plus years. Um, you don't look forward to doing those stories because it's hard to get people who want to do them. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a big task. How do you uh, summarize Some, fifty years? Yeah, you know, into a, into a story. But you know, people really enjoy those. I think because mm-hmm. it is worth celebrating. That's the job of a paper: is celebrating the small things and the big things, and you have to report the bad things too. But uh, you know, I think we try to focus on the good things, really. Yeah, a, a reflection of the community. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I think the alert has done that well, for sure. Uh, I also wanted to ask, uh, do you have any favorite photos, any memorable photos or experience, you know, being in a a dramatic situation where you're taking photos or anything like that? 
Yeah, I've got a you know a few favorite photos. They've they tend to end up on my desktop background. Uh, I've gotten really good at taking fireworks photos. That's <laughs> true. That is kind of your forte. <laughs> you know, the Shitek Liberty Fest fireworks. Um, you know, I have you know this great one of of a, a local woman who does a bunch of like marathons. You know, she was out walking her her dogs like a husky and a malamute or something, and it's in the middle of a snowstorm. You know, and I got this <laughs> picture of the dogs walking towards me and the snow all around, and she's smiling, and it's a great photo. You know, of like just like hey, you know, even if it's snowing, there's still people you know out and about here in Wisconsin. You know, training for an Ironman race or whatever she was right. doing. Um, another one of my favorites was uh, uh, every year the veterans will dispose of the worn out flags that are flo- flown mm-hmm. along Shatek streets. And they do that by ceremoniously burning them. And so there's this big cauldron that they have that's just full of flames. And there's these veterans in their, you know, their, uh, their dress uniforms and they're tossing the flags into the fire, which it's just so dramatic because you have the flags, the, the pop of the colors of the flames and the flags. You know, it was just, it was a neat photo, I thought. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure there's many more. Um, anyway, another one of your fortes being uh, a pun enthusiast, especially uh, uh, <laughs> headlines, headlines. Any favorite headlines? Probably the ones that won me awards in the uh, Wisconsin Newspaper Association. I'd have to say those. Okay, um, I actually have them in front of me right here. <laughs> Do you remember them or should I read them? You off? should read them. Okay. So I don't butcher them. These are uh the headlines Carl wrote that won him a first place award in the state newspaper contest. Okay, here's the first one. Low flying plane creates buzz at Winterfest bikini run race. <laughs> <laughs> All right, headline number two smoke still clearing over twenty one plus age limit. What was that story about? Uh, when the federal guideline, it wasn't really quite a law or sort of was a law, switched from the tobacco age from 18 to 21. State law is still 18. Yeah. So everyone's kind of like, well, yeah. It, and do like 19-year-olds get grandfathered in? Everyone's kind of uh-huh. like confused about that. But I think everyone just said, nope, you got to be 21. That's some very apt imagery. And uh, here's the third headline. Pretty good. CD mail scams send unwanted packages. Ah, uh, people were getting random things in the mail from China, and apparently it's some weird mail scam. I forget how it works exactly. They were getting seeds, right? Yeah, but in this yeah. case, it's seeds, and a lot of times it was just random small items. Some weird mail scam. I don't think anyone's really at risk, but it's like, yeah, don't plant these seeds because who knows what's in them. Right. And some people did anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I we was... haven't been taken over by any weird vegetables, so mm-hmm. it's okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, for some reason that reminded me of, uh, well, I think one of the people I talked to, I I interviewed like when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, way back in what, March 2020, mm-hmm. when the first round of uh, lockdowns came. I did a pretty comprehensive story, did a whole bunch of man on the street kind of interviews with people of what they were thinking and what they were doing. And and I got this pretty bleak photo of Main Street in Chautauqua. No cars, none whatsoever. I mean, granted, it's spring and it's kind of a sort of quiet time of year, mm-hmm. but everyone had shut down. It was only like maybe 3, 4 p.m. in the evening, 5 p.m. when you think there'd be people going out to eat. But nope, it was the first day of the lockdown. Everything was quiet there wasn't a car on the road and i think it really told the story of of how 
much of an impact this this whole pandemic was going to bring for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a unusual scene and eerie for sure. Okay, so I, I wanted to <laughs> uh, I wanted to get into uh, some of the other uh, coverage that won you some awards. One being the uh, Shatek tornado. Can I call it that? Yeah, the the tornado in two thousand seventeen. It was. What was that day like? Because it was a Tuesday, right? It was a Tuesday. It was deadline day. I was in the office with Logan and Barry. We were just finishing up the paper. I was putting together the uh, putting together the front page, and we had kind of seen the warnings, you know, and heard the siren, and like, all right, well, we got to get this before you know we get a big storm, and and then the power went out, you know, and we're just like, oh, well, what happened? And uh, it's like, well, I can't work in, on anything. And we know we had known there was a tornado warning. So uh, I told Logan, hey, grab a camera. Let's jump in the work truck and drive around and see what we what we see. Mm-hmm. We drove around um, and we were listening to the scanner and we had gone up to like Ojaski Lake and we'd run into a bunch of uh, down trees on the road and there was a whole bunch of damage over there and there was already people, you know, getting out chainsaws and bringing tarps to neighbors' roofs, you know. And so we we're getting pictures of that, talking to people. But then we heard on the scanner and I ran into a deputy and he's like, oh, yeah, the, the trailer park over there has gotten hit real bad. And so we raced over there, Logan and I, and, and it was just <laughs> it's hard to think about even now, like how, yeah, I, I how much destruction there was. Right. I didn't. I never saw more than photos. I didn't go down there. I had another reporter doing that, but I mean, we couldn't get all that close. We were just kind of on the south end of the the trailer park, but uh, you know, the front page photo. I remember, you know, you just see. It's hard to really tell what's there, and I didn't really want to zoom in on anyone. You you can see where like kind of where the trailer trailers used to be, but then they're all in, like in this pile, and there's these firefighters kind of all over the place, you know, trying to check out the damage and stuff, and then like kind of in the corner, you see this guy just standing there with his face in his hands, you know, because mm-hmm. he's just lost everything. Right. Yeah, that was definitely a big story. Um, any any other big stories come to mind over the years? Uh, the Jamie Kloss case, of course, um, covering that, you know, here with, with Bob Zentera. Uh, who was at Baron editor at the time mm-hmm. and, and take teaming those stories and being in the courtroom for, for the trial was, was uh, something I'll never forget. Um, hearing those details and, and seeing, you know, the, the defendant who I prefer not to name, you know, mm-hmm. it was such a tragedy and, and you can't even believe everything that went down with that, but it's right. such, but on the other hand, it's such an amazing story how she re- rescued herself and and is you know living with with uh, her aunt and uncle and, and hopefully has some semblance of a of a regular life now that was a, a best of an ending that you could kind of tell for a yeah. terrible story like that right right yeah as far as uh headlines big stories goes that one kind of kind of takes the cake um but i understand that uh you were so well respected as an editor that people even impersonated you. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know if it was necessarily impersonation out of respect, but someone had claimed that they worked for the Shatek Alert. 
I'm guessing that they were trying to like scout out some places to rob later, like cabins that would be empty later or something. Um, but you know, we we ended up doing a story on that and saying, hey, you know, we have business cards. We asked the sheriff's department to make us some ID badges with our photos and stuff. You know, like if anyone is really concerned about, hey, is this an actual reporter or not? <laughs> like, we will have identification. You can call the office. We will confirm whether this person who says, oh, yeah, I'm Carl Cooley is really Carl Cooley or not, you know. Right. And our faces are actually in the paper every week, too, which is kind of a unique thing for our paper. Um, we have a little section of, you know, meet the staff. Um, I think people hated that at the alert because, like, no one likes their picture in the paper, you know. And at the same time, everyone comes up and talks to me like, oh, hey, Carl. I'm like, hi. And I'm sorry, most of the time I probably don't remember your name because there's just so many people right right uh to talk to and that i've talked to over the years and um i kind of muddle through the conversation trying to figure out who they are oh <laughs> uh, yeah i've i've been in your shoes yeah and that I, I hate to say that but <laughs> yeah anyway i wanted to, i had to mention that just because i thought it kind of spoke to the fact that you you never know what what news is going to come through the door, you know, on any yep. given day. That's kind of the crazy thing about this job. That's a, it's it's the crazy part and it's the fun part. You know, it's not always a a fun story that will come through the door, but uh but it's it's exciting and it's mm-hmm. it's um it's a challenge. It's always been a challenge, you know, every day there's something new. So, this is uh I'm probably going to wrap it up here, but uh, one of the things I wanted to ask was, uh, what do you think of the state of local media right now? You know, I everyone says that uh, newspapers are dying, and and uh, you know, it's the internet's killing everything, along with social media in particular. I think that if there's small local newspapers who invest into you know the nuts and bolts of of reporting local news and keeping people informed, then it stays healthy. There's five papers in Barron County, which is a huge number of papers for the size of the county and the communities we have, but they're all pretty healthy. You know, I would say most of them, if not all of them, do a pretty dang good job of, of reporting the local news and staying engaged in the communities. And and when they do that, they, they will do well. And the communities will do well. And the communities will do well. I think, uh, you know, Chautauqua would not be Chautauqua without a paper. Yeah. And Baron would not be a Baron without a paper. You know, it's like there's there's just a sense of community that it kind of brings. Um, and when you lose that, you know, you lose a, a real sense of the community itself. Right. Well said. Uh, anything else you want to add, Carl? Anything else to add? I would say I just want to thank, you know, Jim Bell for being such a great boss and great publisher. And he's always been, you know, very... Um, supportive and any questions i've had he's always had great advice and always some great stories as well i think uh if we do come back uh we should definitely give jim an interview (laughs) yeah i think we'll do that for sure Mm -hmm. one of these days i i will miss working with him and bob and everyone else i've worked with at the paper you know I'll, i'll i'll miss but uh I'm working with a bunch of great people up at the radio station now as well. So it's it's one door closed, as they say, and other opened, and and uh, we move forward. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's been good working with you too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll find ways to collaborate I hope in so. the future. I, I hope I, so. I, we just don't know exactly what that looks like right now. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thanks, Carl. Thanks for uh, being a 
co-host and guest on the program today. <laughs> I guess that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it does. I'm getting a little sad. Don't get too sad just yet, because uh, we, haven't, we haven't done our ad of the week. Okay. Oh, that's right. Our ad of the week. How, how could I forget? All right. Well, let's end on, on a happy note. What is our ad of the week, Ryan? Because this is a podcast, we thought, uh, you know, hearing is important. So uh, Miracle Ear hearing aids. Wanted area residents. Miracle Ear is looking to field test a remarkable new digital hearing instrument in your area completely risk-free. Is this more than a hearing aid or is it just a hearing aid? I'm not, I'm not sure. Luckily, I have not gotten to the point where I need any such devices, but I'm sure I will at some point. I know my uh I know people say I have selective hearing, but you know. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> All right. Well, check it out on the back page of the Shatek Alert this week. And uh let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the news bell. Keep checking our papers and websites for the latest news and updates about the return of the podcast. If you have any suggestions for the future of the podcast or any news tips, Contact the News Shield at editor.baron at chabardin.net. Thanks for listening to the News Bell, sponsored by Charter Bank. The News Bell is a production of Bell Press Incorporated, hosted by Carl Cooley and Ryan Urban.